We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. He throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds. He has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap. Looking left. Now over the middle. He pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. Rams sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Paul alongside Magic Johnny Gomez. And we are live from Prado Park in Chino Hills, California, for this wonderful event known as RamFest. RamFest. Before we get into anything, what we do want to ask you to do is head over to iTunes. We could really use your wonderful five-star review. Also, subscribe. You know, we haven't really explained what it means to subscribe or follow us on these various networks, but what it does is it helps us go up the charts. Uh, to you know, hopefully gain more listeners, and with more listeners comes 
more sponsors, and what more sponsors means more shows or you know better shows, really, quite frankly. Uh, better equipment for us to provide you with better services, so it really helps us out. Basically, uh, we do this out of passion, and we're hoping uh, that you'll help us out in this venture. So, if, you know, we're not asking you to send us cash or anything, but just subscribe, okay? Subscribe, follow us, leave us that review. We really appreciate that. It's um, one of our sponsors was kind enough to send us out here for this event. We want to thank Jim Hawk for that. Jim uh, is just an amazing guy who has a very deep passion for the Rams. And, you know, it, it bleeds out in everything he does. So uh, thank you, Jim, uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, it, it really means a lot to us, and it means a lot to us that you were uh, willing to trust us and believe in us enough to come out here and, and make some magic happen and to quote, unquote, using your words, uh, get some street cred. Johnny, how are you feeling today? You know, it's always a nice time to come to this event in particular, getting all the Ramley together especially when you have all these awesome vendors along with it. Uh, the vibes, it's unexplainable. I know this is your first time here, and I think you'll really enjoy yourself. Uh, it's, it's a really fun event, so I hope, uh, I hope to see a lot of our listeners out here as well. It's, uh, well, the only thing I think we, we can agree on is that uh, the one thing we won't enjoy will be the 110-degree heat today. A, it is blazing hot, um, but there's a lot of canopies out here, some food. It's we drink a lot. We're drinking a lot of water already, so we are uh, staying active, folks. You can also follow us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, Android, Google Play. Also, we're on iebeatradio.com on Saturday, Sundays, and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, you know, it's 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 quite the uh, feeling atmosphere. I'm, right now, I'm looking at a guy pulling his woman to show. You, I want to make sure I'm saying it correct. His uh. Significant other along in a wagon. That's nice. Seeing kids out here. Uh, and we're not even really starting yet. The national anthem hasn't even gone off, and uh, so it's already starting to look a little festive. I, I do have a question though, Derek. Can you actually push pull me around in a wagon like that? I would really much appreciate that. Dude, uh, honestly, let's just really be. You know, let's just have a come to Jesus moment here. If you or I sit in one of those wagons, that wagon's not surviving, okay? <laughs> I, you know, we, I mean, let's just be honest about that. We're two big boys, and that, that, that wagon's not going to hold one, even one of us big boys. If it does, it'll probably wind up being on fail army. So, you know, I got nothing to say about that. Um, on our agenda today is on our show, we have no idea which uh, Rams will be able to get on the show today. It's, it's a mixed bag. The weather is, is possible to keep a couple of them away. It's, it's just hot, guys. It's hot, and when you're older, it's not good for your body. We'll see. Uh, we we do know that Samson Ebicom will be out here. Uh, Tiny Autographs, Harold Jackson. So we're going to do the best we can to get them on the show for you to at least get an interview. And uh, we'll also talk with Ralph Valdez from the SoCal Rams uh, Booster Club. Also, some of the other Booster Club guys. Also, the RWO. We'll get whoever we can to come on and let you know about their lives, and you can hear the music starting to come up and blare. So, uh, that's, a, that's, a, is that a, that's some grease music. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah. And there we go. Frankie Valley, I think. Is that Frankie Valley? It might be. Is that Frankie Avalon? This is your era of music. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not that old. I, I don't know, man. I, got, I don't you know, know. We don't have a whole lot of internet access out here today for me to look at it. All right, so without further ado, we're underway. We're getting ready to do the National Anthem here shortly, and uh, when we come back, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking some Rams. We'll see you. 
All right, folks, our first guest here at Rams Fest is Tony Zendejas, former kicker for the Los Angeles Rams. He's still in the area. We're on a business. We're going to talk to him about his life real quick, also about his career, and uh, plug his plug his business as well. You got to plug you, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. We got to give him a little bit of a plug. Uh, Tony, I, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, what did it mean to you to be a Los Angeles Ram? Well, I mean, growing up, actually, I grew up in this area in, in Chino, so I'm, I'm this is I'm right in my backyard. But. Um, you know, just being out here and with all the Ram fans, having a great time, and I get a chance to uh, you know, mingle with the Rams uh, fans and coming back to L.A. I mean, it's you know, been a couple of years now, so I mean, I'm excited. I mean, this is, so this is your hometown team, and, and so do you, you have to wear the uniform for your hometown team. How's that feel? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I always never thought that I'd be uh, playing with the Rams, but... When I had that opportunity, you know, I started with the Oilers, Houston Oilers, back in the mm -hmm. day, and I had an opportunity to come with the Rams. That was fantastic. I couldn't believe it. It would take me 10 minutes to get to the stadium from where I lived in Yorba Linda. So, uh, I, I, you know, after the game, I'd be at home. I couldn't believe it. I go, what's something wrong with this? You know, I can't believe I'm back at home playing with the Rams. A dream come true. So, in, in playing here now, you have a business here. Tell folks because. Well, we were just talking about this. Huh? You used to be all over Facebook, you know, spreading the word, and <laughs> Facebook uh, did you a little dirty here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tell folks about what you're doing now. You're you've become an entrepreneur a bit, haven't you? Well, you know, our family's been in, in the restaurant business for about 35 years, and uh, we have uh, locations in San Dimas, Ontario, and Rancho Cucamonga. And the one in San Dimas, that's the one that I mainly work at. I've been there like going now on 31 years. So we had a long run, and uh, and actually, actually, we're providing here the food for the for the VIPs here at the Ram Fest. Oh, that means I get. To yeah, have that some. means you get to get oh, some. Oh, oh. <laughs> made my day. <laughs> and so, you, tell people where to find you on Twitter, all that social media, so they can come out there and, ch and check out your restaurant. Well, you know, uh, before I, I now uh, you can find me on uh, on Facebook on. Uh, uh, Tony Rams, and then on Instagram it's just Tony uh, Sendejas. You can find me there. Uh, you know, I, I used to have it a Facebook Tony Sendejas, but I I guess I was uh, uh, putting uh, live videos with music, and then they said that was probably a, a copyright infringement, so they just deleted me a little a while back, about a year ago. Which and they, you used to tag me on those things too. Right. It, the, the crazy thing is, is all you were doing was really just putting up pictures. Nah, that's, that's all that, you were that, doing. That's it. That's crazy and the problem was, they didn't even tell me why they taking me off. People just suggested that, you know, that I put videos that have music and maybe mm -hmm. somebody uh, was copy uh, copyright. Now we just put it from the club and when they were playing music, uh, whatever the band or the DJ, and it, probably somebody didn't like it or thought that that was their music and. And they complained about it, and uh, that's what they heard. I don't, I don't know that's straight from Facebook, but well, yeah. you don't even know because it, it. Yeah, I didn't know they didn't tell Facebook you. did him dirty, folks. <laughs> they did him dirty. So, as a Ram, I have to ask you, what is your what is your best memory as a Ram? Well, there's, there was uh, a, a couple, uh, uh, a few of them because uh, probably my last game of. Um, the 91 season when we were up in Seattle and 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 I was going for a perfect season and um, uh, and 
you know, and I had a two field goals over 50, and then the last one was like with only a few minutes left, and it was another 50 yard or so. If I missed that one, I, I would go 100%. So I, it was like, I believe it was like a 53 yard field goal, and it hit the top of the upright and went in. So that established me as going 100% on my field goals, and, which, I, is, which is still a record today. I remember that yeah. kick. <laughs> I remember that kick. I can't believe I, I can't remember, I can't believe I remember that kick. Uh, now, the Rams, you were there as, as things started to turn a little south there. And, and what was the hard part about seeing the team, your hometown team, basically go in the tubes both on the field and then leave? Yeah, I mean, it was just uh, un- unex- unexpectedly, you know. I mean, I, we heard rumors, but then it just one day, uh, you know, they decided they were going to be gone. I, I was already talking to uh you know ram management about uh after after i was done with football i used to tell them and you know i, I didn't believe that they were doing the right uh marketing by the hispanic community because they didn't basically they didn't have any back then i go I, I used to tell them that i could do that for them very easily speaking the language spanish and talking on the radio or on the tv and promoting the rams and, and they were very interested in that but then the next year they were gone <laughs> Yeah. It's, it, well, it becomes clear a little bit later on they uh, they had their eyes moving east right. beforehand. That's one of the complaints we heard a lot was the team at the time, they were really not doing things the way they should in terms of getting the, getting the, the word out to the fan base. And so uh, I'm, I'm glad they're back, though. How's it feel? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I uh, it's fantastic, especially last night I, I met a, a fella that was uh, showing show me pictures of the new stadium mm-hmm. that um, – he says it's just going to be incredible because he's working. He's doing some of the uh, framing uh, in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And so you have a whole new stadium. It's just going to have so many activities, the ramps there. And, you know, uh, it's just going to be like a whole brand new city. probably call it Ram City, you know. It, it, well, I just drove past it yesterday. Yeah. I think it's huge. Yeah, I, I, huge. Yeah, I, I just I, I haven't been over there. I just heard about it. but. My God, they're saying that it's just going to be like a city in itself. Yeah, a question I have for you, though, too, is you, you, you kicked in the old school 80s, 70s football stadiums and then the early 90s and so on and so forth, the designs. How would it feel for you now to kick in these new cathedrals, basically, the ones in Dallas, the ones we're building here in L.A. and so on and so forth? Oh, it'd be awesome. It'd actually it'd be a, it's a, a lot easier. A lot easier. Oh, yeah, Why? Yeah. Uh, well, because now you're dealing with uh, all like the, the the fields that they have uh, are kind of like most of a synthetic grass. Mm-hmm. That, that feels like grass, but it's not grass. But uh, what happens is now you don't have to play on frozen fields like we did. Oh. Uh, you know, in uh, like old Cleveland Stadium, they used to paint the dirt green so they would look good on tv you know and then the field was frozen so how, how do you kick off a frozen field you, you had to find you had to invent yourself and do different things to, to try to survive in, in those uh, elements now all the fields are so uh, you know they're perfect uh, perfect conditions for a kicker so that in mind you're seeing a lot of kickers now getting 60 yard kicks 61 yard kicks breaking the record I'm, I'm just gonna guess. You can confirm it. Confirm it for me. These kickers now can they credit these newer fields for increased performance or? Oh yeah, I mean they're 
their field goal percentages are tremendous. You know, I'm not going to say that the kickers have not improved. They have because everything has improved. I mean, they've, they've gone through life having clinics and, mm -hmm. and better athletes are kickers. Now, before, you know, uh, when I was playing, it seemed like you had to be uh, born outside of the United States to be a kicker because nobody else, you know, played soccer and you knew how to kick. Uh, but, yeah, they do benefit from it. Uh, and another thing, back then, we used to play with brand new balls. I mean, I think you just put them out of the box that day. I mean, you look at that ball and... Right before the game, you get psyched. I said, "Man, that ball ain't gonna go nowhere." You kick it, and you know, brand new. You didn't get to work it out, and all. now they get to play with them, and they use they have kicking balls actually. So they keep them for a few games. So those balls at least go another 10, 15 yards further than a brand new ball. So that's why you see some of these. They are stronger, but uh, they 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 do benefit from the better field conditions, the stadiums, the the, the footballs that they use. It's a it's a big difference. Well, one last question. I don't want to keep you too long. Yeah. Uh, what is one thing that you want Rams fans to remember about you? Uh, you know, that uh, can I say that I was very enthusiastic about the game. You know, I, I loved the game of football. I loved being involved during the games. You know, I yelled and screamed. I, 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 I love being a member of the team. Well, thank you very much for being here today. I was like, surprised that you're going to be here. Um, thank you so much for your time and, and putting into uh, Ram Fest and also just, you know, you didn't have to stay at Ram. This is home for you still and the, that team's home and we just appreciate you still being involved with this, this wonderful franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome for me. It's easy. It's my team I grew up with. My team, when I was a kid, I used to go watch them practice out at Cal State Fullerton, you know, and uh, and then to have the opportunity to play for them is just a dream come true. All right. Well, thank you again, Tony. Hey, anytime. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. And maybe this time you can accept a friend a face of the you And then you could eat it. Yeah, put it on Tony Rams. That's it. They, I used to, yeah, I used to ask so much, and then people thought that I, people thought that I deleted them. Well, it's like you. And now I'm glad I know you didn't. <laughs> Mascara! Hey, uh, yay. How are so you? So, folks, we, uh, we're, we're, we're rolling right into this, folks. Um, that was Tony Zendejas from the Los Angeles Rams kicker, also kicked for the Houston Oilers, uh, the long-gone Houston Oilers. And uh, we're kind of been in a little bit of intermission while we're waiting for our next guest to roll on over here. Well, one, let me get some water because it's blazing hot out here. But two, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsors over there. Um, at, well, Jim Hawk. Jim Hawk is, uh, he wrote Hollywood's team, the story of the 1950s Los Angeles Rams to the lens of his dad, John Hawk. If you want to really get a little bit of a glimpse of Rams history, we'd like you to head on over Amazon or on barnesandnoble.com and check out this book. It's really an amazing thing. You can follow Jim Hawk on Twitter at Jim Hawk. Follow the book on Twitter at Hollywood's team and really just get into a wonderful piece of Rams history again. That's Jim Hawk's Hollywood Team. Uh, just, just check it out, folks. It's a great, great book. All right. We are here with the man, the myth, the legend from, from Rams Central. He calls himself. <laughs> Our, the RWO guys pointed me out to him and told me, just go ask for suspect. All right, suspect. 
what is your real name? <laughs> so people know who the heck I'm talking to. Though few people may know the real name, but actually I'll use my strip club DJ voice to announce my real name. <laughs> okay. My name is actually Manuel, Manuel Moreno, a.k.a. The Suspect. The Suspect. Okay, and you, you are the founder, you're the boss man over there at Ram Central. Tell people about your booster club, how they can get, how they can get involved, and the things you guys are involved in today. Our, our, our website is easy. It's www.ramcentralbc.com. Pretty much everybody knows the story. We were uh, we were the original LA Ram Booster Club. Our members were when the Rams were here in Anaheim in Orange County. And uh, when they left in 1990, after the 1994 season, in 95, we started the Ram Central Booster Club because the original club had uh, disintegrated and didn't want to didn't want to back the Rams anymore. They want to start a new, a new club for a new team, hoping they were going to get an expansion team. We were against the expansion team from the beginning. We didn't want no part of it. We were going to stay Ram fans. Didn't care who, where the new team played at all. So uh, we started Ram Central, just family members and close friends, and then it grew from there. At the time, we were the only booster club to, I think, about, uh, I want to say about 99. I could be wrong. When SoCal came up and they came out and they, they, they blew up and then uh, Central Valley up in Fresno came out. We were like three booster clubs for a long time. And then uh, prior to the Rams return, a lot of the booster clubs came into the mix. And now we have, uh, if you just look around at the Ram Fest today, there's a ton of booster clubs here. And it's good. Everybody's supporting the blue and gold. That's what it's all about. Now, how long have you been a fan of the Rams now? 45 years, going on 46. Uh, and uh, what are some of your best memories from watching that team play? Oh, man. I, I was just up in the luxury box last year at the Eagle game for the Rams, uh, and I was talking to Flipper Anderson, and I, I told him, you know, my best memory of the Rams was when uh, Jim Everett threw that, that pass to uh, Flipper Anderson. In the tunnel? New York. Yeah, at the tunnel. The tunnel, yeah. Running all the way. That was, my great, that was one of my greatest memories. But I'll tell you, one of the other great memories that still to this day puts a chill up my arm when I watch it is uh, Vince Ferragamo's pass to Billy Waddy against the uh, Dallas Cowboys in the 79 playoff game. The wild mm -hmm. card, I think it was. That, that's one of the few old school games you can still find on YouTube, too. That's a, that's a yeah. heck of a game to watch. Yeah, And, and, and like Youngblood said, it is all a fame speech. We should have won that Super Bowl against Pittsburgh. We should have. We should have. We should have. A lot of people don't know is when the, uh, Lambert intercepted that pass, or Tatum, I can't remember who it was, intercepted uh, Rod Smith's pass. If you watch a second videotape on that, Billy Waddy was wide open in the end zone. I think the offensive coordinator even brought it to Malavese's attention. We should have won. We should have won all three of our Super Bowls, actually. Well, yeah. Well, do we even need to get started about the Super Bowl 36? Do we even need to go there? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Won't count our chickens before they're hatched. No, I mean, well, that chicken is that chicken was long hatched, man. Yeah. That <coughs> Spygate, <laughs> the original Spygate. I mean, what, do you, what does your person believe about that? Did, did the uh, you Patriots know what puzzles me is uh, I can't take away that the Patriots are a great team. I, I won't say they're not because they are. But what puzzles me about that game, and I'm not saying this is our excuse. I'm just saying, not you know, the Rams succeeded that year throwing a lot of passes to Marshall Falk. We rarely used Marshall in that game at all. To me, Marshall Falk's greatest running back we had. You know, we had some great running backs. Him, Eric, and um, Stephen Jackson definitely has the numbers. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing. That was a recent topic. Uh, Steven Jackson or Eric Dickerson, who was the best running back? You know, everybody has a different opinion. But I'll tell you this much. Had Steven Jackson, Jackson had the offensive line that Eric Dickerson had, he would have definitely surpassed Walter Payton's record. Well, the thing, I, I wrote an article about this years ago for Yahoo Sports, and I took a lot of flack for it. In that article, I made, I made the argument that Eric Dickerson was not the best running back in Rams history. It's not an offense to Eric, by the I way. I would say Marshall Falk. I would, well. I'll tell you why, too. 
Marshall uh, rarely fumbled. Marshall was a team player, team captain, mm -hmm. dangerous receiver, dangerous running back. And here's one thing that a lot of running backs don't get credit for. Marshall Falk was one hell of a blocker. He was, yes. And he was very good, and they don't give him credit for that, but he definitely was. He was, he was solid and reliable. Uh, now, if you're going to give the ball and let them take off running, obviously Eric Dickerson was, you know, the, the golden dancer right there. You know, and Steven Jackson, I mean, he obviously has the numbers to, to claim he was the best running back. I mean, because of the Rams' performance at the time, he'll get a lot of heat for that. But uh, he didn't have an offensive line. He had one of the worst lines. But like I said, had he had, with 10,000 yards in 10 years, had he had the line Eric Dickerson had, he possibly could have uh, caught up to the sweetness. Well, he has one thing on Eric Dickerson, and that is for – and part of it is the fact that Eric got so many carries, man. When you, were, oh, yeah. when you get as well, many Well, John Robinson there, was a running first coach. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the line they had, I mean, it's Eric dangerous. Had, was it, I want to say, I don't, I don't have the, we don't have their access here right now, guys. So I'm pulling stats out of my head. I think he had, was it like 51 career fumbles? Yeah. Yeah. I remember and, the Bear game. And um, and so that's not. I remember the Bear that game. That wasn't a problem really that. Marshall that, uh, didn't have that. Marshall, well, he, yeah, Marshall or Stephen Jackson, we had a couple balls. Yeah, that's very true. And I don't really blame very Eric. True. Eric guy was getting like 400 some <clears throat> carries a year, so it's kind of hard to gauge these guys. They played different areas, different yeah. offensive very lines, true. different offensive coaches. Uh, but it's an argument. I think there's more of an argument to be made than people realize. Oh, I've said that a million times. Yeah. Younger generation don't want to <laughs> hear that, but you know it's true. Well, I mean, it doesn't take anything away from Eric Dickerson. But yeah, what, yeah. Actually, There's also, you know, arguments over the over the, the, the greatest L.A. Ram quarterback of all time. People will only promote who they know, who they watched play, without doing the history. I mean, until uh, we hear further, I mean, it's a fact. Roman Gabriel was the best L.A. Ram quarterback. There's, there's, there's. I mean, you could say Kurt Warner was the best Ram quarterback. Some people can say that. Mm -hmm. um, some people can argue Jim Everett. Some people can argue Bob Waterfield, Norm Van Brocklin hold a lot of records, but I mean, best LA Ram quarterback by far. Roman Gabriel had the stats to prove it. So you really, you're a big believer, in, and, and there's a rising tide now for Roman Gabriel to make to make it to the uh, to the Super Bowl. And not Super Bowl, sorry. What am I thinking? Hall of Fame. Both. Hall of Fame, my God. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he it's qualifies anymore. Uh, well, we were going to actually have him out to an event a couple years ago. We had heart condition, but I hear he's doing a lot better now. Well, yeah, we had him on the show not too long ago. Yeah. We did doing pretty good. Um, I think it's a really good opportunity for uh, for folks to try and get, I think it's a couple of Rams players, really. I mean, if you look in. at the Rams right now, I mean, look at the, the highest scoring offense last year, number one offense. Special teams been number one for a while now, and the defense is slated to be right at the top this year. I mean, uh, they have every every uh, everything in their arsenal to go all the way this year. The only thing that's scary about that is, you know, the Eagles got Eagles got better too. Yeah, Some that's of their true. Teams got better, and so but you know what? The Rams have yeah. never uh, disappointed. I mean, they they play better. If you ask me, when they play good teams, it's it's the cheap teams we, we always worry about. Well, but, um, yeah, and then the main point is we want good football. I mean, we don't we don't want to. To be honest, I don't want to dominate the Eagles. I want to have a great game with them. I want to have a memorable game with them. I want to win. <laughs> I want a memorable game. Well, I, what I want. Well, I think well, Hardy wants that dominating win. One. There's every once in a while you want that statement yeah. win. You don't, come on, don't tell we me. We want to dominate the 49ers. We want Seahawks. to dominate the Raiders. See, you want to dominate the Seahawks. You want that oh, Seahawks yeah, game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You want, I don't want a close game. I want them <laughs> to smash. I want their, I want their spirit just broken. I, I don't want, you know. We have the front line to do it. I want. I, I, don't, I don't understand what the Seahawks are even doing this offseason. Like don't underestimate Pete Carroll. I don't uh, underestimate them. And I don't think the Rams do either. I like everything the coach is doing. 
he's doing stuff Fisher could have done but didn't do. But I like what he's doing. Uh, he's paying attention to everything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So let's hope uh, they explode this year. They got some great young talent. They got some great veterans to work with. Great uh, coaches, and I, I think uh, this is one of our, our our best teams we've seen in a long time. I got high hopes for the Rams this year. Before we were just wanting to make it to the to the wild card. You know, now it's like wow, top Super Bowl. Well, I, the window isn't big though. And unfortunately, yeah, they've done true. the windows on a big window. Let's see I do see some do. great games though. Oh, it's just gonna be crazy. And there's a chance this year's team. I've been saying well, this. A you know, lot. with the new stadium uh, coming in a couple of years, the Rams got to do everything possible to fill that stadium up, and that includes winning their games. They do. And I think the coach is making every necessary move he has to do to make the Rams a winning team right now. I couldn't ask for anything more. No, you can't. Okay. Well, hey, um, let people know exactly again where to find you, find find Ram Central. And uh, let them know what exactly your booster club is doing um, throughout the year. Like, what are you guys? Some of the activities you guys are involved in. Well, right now, um, right now we're at the Ramfest. We have a uh, next uh, month is actually the annual NFL Hall of Fame reunion, and uh, Ram Central usually goes to the Hall of Fame reunion every year because we have several members that are members of the Pro Football Ultimate Fans Association. It's all the legions of super fans. We get together every year for charity. We raised, I, I believe, it was forty thousand dollars last year for charity. And we're going to be back there again representing the L.A. Rams, where the club represents the L.A. Rams in Canton every single year. Um, we're, going to be our, we're going to be at La Riconada Restaurant in downtown Santa Ana this year for all the away games. As you know, for the home games, we're going to be tailgated in Lot 6, along with the SoCal Rams, the RWO, uh, the Ram Bros are all there in Lot 6. It should be a great, fun party until we get to our new stadium. It, so so but, you're going to be out in Canton this year? I'm in Canton every year. Canton. I'm a board member. Okay, so you're going to Canton. I guess that means that we're going to have to meet up again in August. That's right. Because that's where I, that's actually where I'll I live. I'll be there Wednesday to Monday. Wednesday to Monday. So let's First keep in August. touch and we'll to come out there and, and bug you guys a little bit. Thank you so much yeah, for coming on the show. Really it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. Moving on, we'd like to thank one of our sponsors, our original sponsor. That is Sal Martinez in the Golden Ram Barbershop. If you're looking to support one of your own in Orange County and like the old school barbershop experience, check out the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. Sal Martinez opened up his shop as a shrine to the Rams on the day the team left for St. Louis. And he kept the lights on ever since. That's what he's done. He's by appointment only, so give him a call at 714-894-RAMS, 714-894-RAMS, or 7267 there. Use the promo code RAMSTALK so he knows we sent you and also to get a discount on the already affordable haircut. The Gold Ram Barbershop is open Monday through Friday 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. A visit to his shop is worth it. Just enjoy the atmosphere, the Rams memorabilia, but it's also this old school experience where you can talk football, and it's just you. It's just you and Mr. Martinez. Trust me, folks, you won't regret it. Hey, Sal even managed to make my blockhead and Norman's funky-looking head look, well, almost normal. Just saying, almost normal. All right, folks, we are moving on in uh in our Ram Fest podcast, with me now is Ralph Valdez Jr. It's a family affair for the SoCal Rams Booster Club. Ralph, yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. This is my first time at a Ram Fest. This is looking like a party. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. 
in 110 degree heat and people out here drinking. <laughs> hey, yeah, it, it, you know, it's a lot cooler than it was yesterday, believe it or not. Uh, I know, so. yeah, yesterday was like, well, this, at least there's a breeze today. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this, this uh, is something that your dad is really kind of spearheaded now. And uh, you're, you're, uh, one of the things I've really seen when it comes to the Los Angeles Rams fan base going back to the 90s. And this is not, I'm not talking about the newer base that, we're, that are trying to come together now with the move back. I'm talking about the, the remnant that stayed and stuck with this team. It's a family affair. It is. It, it is. is. That's what I'm seeing. So what's been like, you know, kind of being with your dad, running this booster club, watching him do this and uh, really experiencing the whole thing? Well, I tell you what, I mean, this year we went 11-5, won the division, and it was fun. Um, but he made it fun when the years were down. Um, it was something to look forward to on a Sunday. Um, you know, you come to the Booster Club and there's two, three hundred people, you know, rooting for the Rams. And, and the fact that there's two, three hundred people at a restaurant or at a bar rooting for a team that, you know, went to a different, you know, city. I mean, you just tell that was just love and loyalty for them, and, and either that, that was their team, and that was their team until the day they died. And you know, that's something that's very honorable. It's something that I fell in love. Excuse me, something that I fell in love with um, when you know, you know, I was a Ram. I grew up a Ram fan. I was. I had no other choice. You know, my dad told me. You know, I told. You know, I say a little joke. You know, I told my. I went up to my dad and said, "Hey, dad, I want to root for the Niners." And he uh, knocked me across my head. So you know, you know, I have no choice. He no, did that? No, no, he didn't. He didn't. You know, that's a little joke that I say. You know, but you know, I grew up loving the Rams. You know, my favorite player of all time is Marshall Falk, and it's a St. Louis guy. But you know what? I grew up, you know, rooting for the Rams even when they were here. You know, and it was when Rich Brooks was running the team. You know, in, in L.A. is only year in L.A. and then, you know, he moves it over there. And you know, I was, you know, I was. It's 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 it, it, it's. It's great. Now that they're back, you know, it was something. It was something. It was something fun when they came back. Well, here's a, a, a thought too. Is that, and I've noticed this with some of the LA natives, mm -hmm. and as their refusal to acknowledge the St. Louis players in the team. I, I, now, it's not since it's everybody. I'm not even saying that's a half. I'm saying it's a, a small minority of folks who kind of just say this. It's not even Rams history. How do you feel about that? I, I don't believe in that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they were rooting for the same St. Louis players when they won the Super Bowl, when they were the greatest show on turf. Um, what I do dis, what I do disown, and what I, what I don't think that is LA Rams. I only wear yellow and blue. You know, um, that's to me, that's LA Rams. So I kind of disowned wearing the gold and and maybe the Notre Dame colors, St. Louis Rams. Um, I kind of disowned that, you know, because, you know, and I have two Marshall Falk jerseys that are Notre Dame colors. I don't wear them anymore. So that, to me, I kind of disowned. But as far as the players, um, I mean, Marshall Falk was a, was a great player for the Rams. How can you not love him? You know, uh, Isaac Bruce was a great player. Torrey Holt was a great player. Orlando Pace was a great player. Um, London Fletcher, for the years that he played with us, was a great player, you know. And, and I can go on and on. We had some great players playing in St. Louis. So, I mean, it is a part of our history, you know. We started in Cleveland. We moved here. And, and Cleveland's still part of our history, too. So, you know, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, well, the I think it's unfortunate, too, by kind of disowning that section of history, you are disowning a portion of the franchise. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially since most people who are saying that were also still fans of the team when they were in St. Louis. They didn't all of a sudden just say, I'm not a Rams fan anymore. I mean, they were fans. There were people who were going out to this one in particular. I won't say his name because I actually like the guy. But he was always going to St. Louis and always wearing the Rams cars. Yeah, he doesn't consider him the same. He doesn't consider, you know, who's the greatest quarterback in Rams history? He'll say Jim Never. 
Well, Jim's a, we're a big fan of Jim ever. <laughs> I disagree. But you know what? You could the argument can be made for Kurt Warner. It, it, actually, to me, Kurt Warner is the best quarterback of all time. You can make the argument with Robin Gabriel because what he's done, he won the MVP. But to me, it wasn't Jim Everett. It was the guy that won us the Super Bowl. The guy that was back in groceries two years before, and the guy that came in out of nowhere uh-huh. and and won us the Super Bowl. And um, granted, he had great players around him. But you know what? You have to get to those great players. And he won us the Super Bowl. He won us MVP, and he won. You know, multiple you know games with the Rams. So to me, it's Kurt Warner hands down. I, I and I understand why the fans are taking it personal. I think it's more them taking it personal against Georgia Frontier, the which is the West. Um, but I just feel like, and and I, that's understandable. You know, it's it's a gutless woman that took the team away from us for money reasons, and 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 you know we finally have our savior in, in Stan Kroenke, and 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 it's you know it's, it's you know I understand why you know they take that piece of history out but it's I, I I don't I don't agree with it much. so tell us how you really feel Ralph <laughs> I mean that's what it is that's what it is you know hey it, it, it's what it is uh, we need to add a disclaimer here that the, the opinions expressed on the Rams talk podcast are not the expressed opinions of the entire Rams talk podcast team <laughs> there's a disclaimer now you can, now you can trash whatever you want so <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize I apologize so well you know you have your opinion to it and for that point of you know going back in the 80s and knowing what happened, this, was, this wasn't something, this was very public. This was on the newspapers, it was on TV. It isn't like this is a big secret of what was going on. It's certainly understandable that some people feel the way you do. Right. And, and I'm only 30 years old, you know, as mentioned, you know, when I was growing up, I was, they were playing in Anaheim already, but mm-hmm. I'm a student of the game. I love football. I coach football at the high school level. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student of the game. I, I, I love it. I love the history. I love, you know, I love everything that is about football. So, you know, when you read about things, and as you mentioned, you know, it, it was the LA Times, the front cover of the LA Times, you're reading it, and you're like thinking to myself, you know, the, the bureaucracy of, 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 of professional sports, you know, was here. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, we had an owner that, you know, with a strong fan base, and she still decided to move, you know, the, the team to a different city, it, it kind of, it did break the hearts of a lot of people, and for a long time, even when they were down, like, it, it wasn't like, oh man, I get to go to the Coliseum, I get to go to the Rose Bowl to watch my football team on Sunday. No, mm-hmm. I have to wait, you know, to I have to get a special NFL package to watch my favorite team because they're in a different city. And then on top of that, they're not they're not they're not putting in a, you know a good product to watch. And so it was very frustrating. And, and, and a lot of, like as mentioned, a lot of people were taking it personal because you know it, it was you know gotcha. it, they weren't here. You know? So. Moving forward this year, what, what is the, the plan now for the SoCal Rams Booster Club? And I know you guys have the so-called SoCal Cares uh, thing as well. What was the plan for the upcoming season? Um, just to get as many young people to you know watch the game with. You know, as mentioned, it's a family atmosphere, and and you know just have people show up and enjoy the Rams, root for the Rams. You know, win, lose, draw. It, it's 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 Rams till I die, and and that's you know that's how it should be. And, and we just want to you know have people come in, feel welcome. You know, do events and and have viewing parties and just you know cheer on our Rams. That's you know pretty much it. That's been the, that's been the goal year by year. Just you know have people come in and enjoy the Rams. And, Here's you know. a thought too. Just you know, you you're talking about that and you're talking about how it, how important it is to enjoy this team. The Los Angeles fan base gets crap on a lot in the national media. Yeah, when I come out here and I see this nah. and I, and it's not even really. We're not even really at the peak of the day yet. We're just getting started. Some people are coming later for the player signings, so on and so forth. And, and it's hot as well. Some really unearthly place here. Uh, 
<laughs> people are still here. And back behind us, you're talking about the family atmosphere. Your dad's back there, and you know, you can probably hear the sound. We're not going to be able to take all the, the background noise out. I'm not even sure we're going to want to, folks. You want to kind of have a feel for the place. Um, you can tell the family atmosphere. You can see it. You can see uh, there's people out here selling stuff. There's people out here sharing stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and, and, and you're right. You know, the LA fan does get a bad rap, but I'm gonna tell you what. I'm a I'm a diehard Dodgers fan. I'm a diehard Laker fan. Um, and I mean, let's, Lakers point example. You know, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I've you know not wavered not once. And and you know, I, I trust me. I've you know, it's now you know watching them. It, it was frustrating, but hey, I'm a Lakers fan. The Dodgers every year are gonna draw in th- three million three million people every year, regardless if they're winning or losing. That's just a fact. Um, so with the Rams, you know, I think the only thing is you just gotta patch old wounds. And and, and Pete, trust me, I have a lot of friends who come to, are coming to me who are new Ram fans, and I'm loving it because a lot of people are getting mad. I'm like, no, bring them along because it is an experience you know Channing, new, exactly it, the fact that we haven't had football here in 20 years 20 plus years it's an experience so yes bring them along bring them here you know chant whose house ram's house you know it's an <laughs> it's it's an it's an experience and i feel like people you know need, you know it's fine let, let them let them talk about us but when we come when we do win the super bowl this year and i'm, I'm that's, that's my shot i'm predicting this you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh we just had a breeze come through here our entire our entire little shelter here just went zoom. That's what you're hearing on the on the, on the, on the microphone. So yeah, when, we're, when we record live like this, you never know what the bleep is ever going to happen. And, and he's mentioned something real key that we want to talk about in terms of the fan base is even the Angels. The Angels, those hated Angel fans, they still draw three million fans a year, and they haven't been good for a couple of years. It, it, really, the Ducks, the Galaxy, all those teams draw well. The Lakers and the Clippers both draw well. When they're good or when they're not good, mm-hmm. the Lakers are still selling out, exactly. even though they were, you know, 35 wins this year. You know, when do teams not sell out in LA? What I've noticed is teams don't sell out in LA when they're poorly run. The only time the Dodgers haven't sold out is when they had somebody who was not running that team properly. The only time, you know, Chivas USA, the old MLS team, they weren't drawing wide because their entire franchise was a hot mess. It's not really about the fans. It's really, to me, it's about the economics. You know, you need to provide the product in the field that in, a, in a competitive market like California to get people to spend their money on. Exactly. You know, and a lot of people say, you know, we, we can hike, we can go to the desert, we can go to the beach, you know, whatever. Um, you know, there's plenty of things to do in California, but trust me, there's a rabid fan base here. I'm a diehard UCLA fan. I have, I have my best friend's a diehard USC fan. And they sell out the Coliseum every Saturday. The Rose Bowl, you know, we have 80,000 UCLA fans show up and, and, and you know, go and we root and we A-clap. So there's a rabid fans, passionate uh, fan base here in Los Angeles. And like, and when, when I saw on TV, you know, the first playoff game back in Los Angeles with the Falcons and the Rams, are you kidding me? That was a beautiful sight. It's just the fact on TV you see all these blue and yellow and people screaming Rams house. How do you not get passionate about that? Like that was, that was to me, that was something like it was full circle for me. Like it really was. So Rafa, thank you so much for coming on. Well, I appreciate um, you. Now, I uh, hope you enjoy your the rest of your day. Get a couple beers in you maybe. Uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I have a Michelada over there waiting for me. It's probably, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, appreciate take care it. now. Thank you. you all right, that's Ralph Valdez Jr. Uh, the SoCal Rams Booster Club and folks uh, we're just getting started here so as the day goes on we'll get more and more folks come on stop by and hopefully the wind does not blow over our tent here and and if it does blow over let's hope it blows over Johnny because Johnny's just waiting there looking for something to do just look at him just looking at something all right all right folks 
We're back again, and we have another Rams player for you. I remember him, if you go back to the days before this team went to St. Louis, he was on that team, played in Anaheim Stadium. Robert Del Pino, welcome to the show. We're, we're pretty thrilled to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm pretty thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I guess, you know, when we get when we talk to players who really get a kick out of hearing about your early career, like in, in terms of just your story about being drafted and then getting on the team and, and making your first impact, mm -hmm. what was it like for you to be drafted in the NFL? What was the process like for you? Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. It was unimaginable. You know, it's it was the most exciting time in my life, um, with the exception of my kids and my marriage and all that good stuff that comes along with you know with life. But at that time, I was uh, I was senior at the University of Missouri in Columbia. And, um, you know, it was my first year as a running back. My entire career was a receiver. And uh, Woody Woodenhofer moved me to running back my senior year. And, you know, I guess I had good enough year to, to get drafted by the Rams in the fifth round. And that whole process was a whirlwind. You know, it was just, it happened so quick. And it was just so, you know, it's such a blessing. You know, it's, so, it's such an exciting time. And of course, as we're sitting here having this conversation, the wind kicks up. This is what we love about live shows. Anything can and does happen. And you know, you played during a time when there weren't as many dome stadiums out there then. There weren't as there was much more outdoors. Nope. And we're out here in some some crazy weather, hot, yeah, like 108 yep. degrees and wind. You played in some snow. You I did. Some of that East Coast stuff. What was it oh, like man. in that age, playing in that, that cold weather, and especially being a SoCal guy? Well, well, actually, it was, it was you know, it, it's reminding me of my roots. You know, I grew up in Kansas. You know, we experienced all the seasons. So coming out here, you know, it was it was a shock because my first Christmas, I was, like, homesick because I woke up and there was no snow for the first time in my life, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, but when it came to, you know, go, attending games, you know, um, halfway across the country and then clear across the country, no, I remember. I recall going to Green Bay and playing in the snow, and um, I recall going to New England and playing in the snow in Philadelphia. Um, well, Philadelphia at that time, I think they did have a dome. I think they did. But in any in any event, it was you know it was cold, but at the same time, it reminded me of home. And you know, I grew up playing outside. You know, I grew up playing in the snow. And, you know, Dodge City Community College and then University of Missouri. You know, um, the Tigers. You know. Um, and then going to KU and Nebraska and Iowa State, you know, Oklahoma, you know, playing in the snow those years. Um, but uh, it, it was, the travel was great though. You know, the camaraderie with the fellas and, you know, the coaches and just the entire experience was something that, you know, I'll never forget. What did it mean for you to be around? Oh gosh, that's like a loaded question. You know, um, I kind of grew up in LA you know, under John Robinson. I think at the time, um, you know, we had one of the best teams in 89 in the entire league. We were, we were one half game away from um, a Super Bowl my second year. Um, you know, I came in, I was, I was Rookie of the Year, I was Rams Special Teams Player of the Year. You know, um, I had a lot of success my first couple of years with the Rams. And that game against the San Francisco 49ers would have been the ultimate to win that Super Bowl, but it wasn't meant to be. Um, but that team and, you know, those teams during those times up until 92, um, it, it meant everything, you know. Um, I went to Denver in 93 and 
Um, it just wasn't the same camaraderie. It wasn't. It just was not the same as being an LA round. And the fans, oh my gosh, you know, the fans that, you know, I recall coming out of the stadium, you know, in preseason, and we had the guys with the, the Ram helmets on and the, um, the melon heads, the melon heads <laughs> man. They had the, the, the melons on and they were in that corner, man, where we'd be coming and going from the, the locker room and we'd be playing on the gravel and it'd be half gravel and half grass because of the, the angels. We shared that stadium with the angels at that time. Um, and just coming on that field, it was just, I still, it's still, you know, engraved in my mind, you know. It was great to be around, you know. John Robinson was a great coach, you know. Gil Haskell was a great coach. We had some, you know, North Turner, you know. Um, Garrett Guimont, I can go on and on and on, you know, um, about our coaches and our teams and stuff. It was, it was a good time to be around. You mentioned the fans and how good they were, and that's something that we don't hear a lot about. Matter of fact, we hear the opposite. We hear the, the LA fans are Fairweather fans, the, the fans are a major reason why the team left in the early 90s. And, and from your perspective, what's the real truth about the fan base here and what you've experienced? Well, just as prior to you know the show, you, know, we were, you and I are sitting here talking to a couple of fans who are just like talking to us. And uh, we were saying, you know, I was saying, I was telling them, you know, without you, there would be no me. And I think sometimes, you know, as a player, um, observing, you know, the player today, you know, I think overall we all believe that. You know, I think the player today and the player then believe, you know, wholeheartedly. Without the fans, there would be no Robert Del Pino. There'd yeah. be no Jim Everett. There'd be no. You know, uh, Tony Zendejas, you know, Greg Bell, from McGee. There'd be none of these guys, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I, I'm just indebted to the fans, you know. So whenever I get a chance to, you know, um, whether I'm at, you know, work, um, whether I'm at um, an event like this mm -hmm. or out in public, you know, I'll, I'll take the time to, uh, to sign an autograph or, you know, just to speak to to people who are inquiring about my life or what I'm doing today and stuff like that, you know, because, you know, I, I do owe a debt to the fans, you know. Um, it's a game that I loved playing and I still love being a part of today, obviously, mm -hmm. um, being here and everything, but, um, but without the fans, you know, we wouldn't have careers yeah. and we love these, this game. Just two more questions for you. Yes. Two more questions. One, what was your greatest game as a Ram? Oh wow! Um, my greatest game as a Ram was probably in New York against the New York Giants, and we were playing um, one of Bill Parcells' teams, and um, they were they were the defending champions. And um, I'm not quite sure was it 90, 90 or ninety one I believe. Had it been if they were defending champions, it'd been ninety one, right? Ninety one. Yeah. And uh, it was there, it was in New York, and it was one of the hottest days of the season, of the year. And I remember the AstroTurf was so hot. And um, I was able to start that game and play the entire game. And I remember my feet were just burning up because of the turf. Um, but I scored this touchdown, and um, I literally slid underneath the pile mm -hmm. and reached the ball over the goal line. And they, they at first called it no touchdown. They looked at it and it was a touchdown because I was laying on top of yeah. one of their guys. And then also, I think it was that same game, Willie Anderson, you know, scored the game-winning touchdown and ran through 
the the tunnel. <laughs> oh, through the tunnel. Was that the overtime game? I think that was an overtime game. That was game. the overtime game. That was the 89 season. That was, was the year it? you guys made your run. I, I, well, I may have two different games messed up. but um, well, Those are two great games, though. Yeah, those. those yeah. Yeah, and I think they were both against the Giants, you know. Um, but they were that, – that game was probably my best all-around game, if I recall. Um, there was a lot of games in those five years I was with the Rams. But um, – but that one stands out just because we needed that touchdown. It was just such a unique way to score. And and, and finally, Robert, what what was what are you doing now? What are you, you've been retired for a while, and you know a lot of times players find different things you know to do outside of the game and some playing right. in the game. Right. What have you been doing? Was one you look like you're in phenomenal. You look like you play now, honestly. Oh, thanks, man. Okay, I appreciate you, it. I mean, you're in phenomenal shape. So what have you been doing to you know take care of yourself and? and you know, basically live life after the game? Well, you know, I've, I've been busy, you know. Um, I, I've been married. Um, I, I got divorced with my children's mom. I um, We raised two children. They're 23 and 20 now. And Darian's, a, she's in our master's program in master's psychology at Cal Baptist University. My son's in the theater program down at San Diego State University. And um, since um, retiring, I've been a social worker for 16 years. And then the past eight to ten years I've been a, a psychotherapist and I'm recently licensed psychotherapist by the state of California and um, I've been working in a school district with special education students and um, students with disabilities with their families and uh, I've just had a you know an enriched career working as a social worker and now as a psychotherapist. So you're giving back? Yeah you know um, I, I've from day one you know I, I've, I've worked with children and adolescents and you know, and I guess, what, 20 years later, I'm still, you know, I'm still in the same profession. So, you know, I, I think our youth are our future. Um, I know our youth are our future. I think it's important to invest in our, and in the minds and the overall well-being um, of our kids. That's awesome. All right, so where can people find you on social media so they follow you? You know, I, I'm, I'm not that big on social media. Um, I'm, I'm not involved in a whole lot. Um, I imagine... Um, once I start working towards my private practice, I'll get more involved. Right now, I'm just on LinkedIn, you know, and um, I'm not on Facebook or anything like that. You know, so I'm pretty you low stay key. <laughs> you stay, he stays hidden. <laughs> for now. For now. All right, Robert, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Come man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you All right, guys. guys, Robert Del Pino or Ram. Thank you. Okay, a word from our sponsors. It is summertime in Southern California, which means sun hot weather and visit to the pool if you're looking to remodel resurface or even put in a new pool check out jayhawk pool plastering remodeling at 4780 east wesley avenue in anaheim california jayhawk pool plastering remodeling serves orange county and the southland and are run by jayhawk the eldest son of former ram john hawk he built his business on a mantra of fantastic results and amazing customer service just head on over to jayhawkpools.com and take a look at their work you can see the quality in their finishes and in the testimonies provided by past customers. If you're looking to remodel, resurface, or even put in a new pool, give Jayhawk a call at 714-695-0700. Again, that's 714-695-0700. You can also email them at info at jayhawkpools.com. Folks, it's a great opportunity to support our podcast and also help fellow members of the Rams family. If you live out in the area and you need work done, give Jayhawk Pool Plaster a call. You'll be glad you did. 
All right, folks, that about does it for us for the first part of this podcast. And, yes, it's going to be a two-parter. It's just so much material for us to share with you. We have loads and loads of interviews. And, and you know, it, 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 you just cannot throw this out there in a two-hour-long podcast. You, you guys will just be overloaded with information. So two parts. The first part uh, and then the second part coming later this week. Folks, in the meantime, we want to thank our sponsors, especially Jim Hawk and jhawkpools.com. Also, Sal Martinez, again, we want to thank all of them. Really, Jim Hawk made our made it possible for us to come out there in California and take part in this. So really expressive thanks to him. He has shown a lot of faith in us and in what we do to try and bring the Rams to you, to try and engage the players, former players, and just talk Rams. That's what we do. We love to talk Rams. It's about the history. It's about everything. So thank you, Jim Hawk, for believing in us and standing by us and making that happen for us. It was a great experience. Ralph. Ralph Valdez out there at the SoCal Rams Booster Club. The other booster clubs as well. We'll talk about a little, we'll talk about them a little more in the, the next episode. Uh, thank you so much, uh, all those who did some interviews with us. Finally, we still do put a ton of man hours in here, guys, and we really could appreciate some help. We're not asking for cash. I'm not sending you guys over to some kind of website to throw cash at us, but what I would like you to do, please, head over to iTunes. A five-star review once we get to 100 of those things, we are going to select a winner to receive a $50 gift ticket over to NFLShot.com. Hopefully, you'll be buying Rams Talk stuff. Also, just as important, subscribe. Subscribe or follow regardless of what medium you use. If it's on iTunes, if it's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Android, subscribe, please. It helps us move up the charts. We're trying to be one of the best out there. We're working hard for you. And in order for that to really happen and for us to be able to keep doing what we do, we need your support. So, if you can, follow us on Facebook. Like our page. You can also join our group. Our page is facebook.com forward slash Ramstalk. Also have a, a group. We post it as well because Facebook's got some really weird uh, stuff going on with their, uh, their algorithms. Their algorithms. So, facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk, or just join the Rams Talk room. You can find me on Facebook. You can find Johnny on Facebook. Also on Twitter, at DC Paul, that's me, and Johnny Gomez at johnny 5 not 6 on Twitter. Also, we're on Twitter at Talk Rams, and we uh, really enjoy engaging you guys when we get a chance to on all those social media areas. So, for the entire Rams Talk team, for, uh, for Johnny, who uh, had to go and <laughs> cause some problems here as we <laughs> close up shop here for this first introduction or exit. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.